0: Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex, trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex, good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex, the final fantasy.
1: And welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, John. With me, as always, are my two trusty little boys. Both of you deserve a quarterback-like contract extension. Alex and Josh, how are you guys doing? Doing
0: great, John. Doing well, John. Thank you. I'd love an extension for this podcast.
1: Well, let's get some more (laughs) listeners first, and then we'll discuss the financials. Mm. Obviously, as a new-ish podcast, Mm. we clearly have a lot of funds. In the coffers. Coffers, I think uh, in
2: Alex's contract we need to work in that he needs to watch
1: at least four hours of tape every week. Yeah, I need to have
0: a a thing in my contract about playing video games and being cool.
1: Yeah, no, I totally understand that. But also, yeah, the game tape thing, too. Just consider your Madden Gaming-like tape. Is
0: is game tape like having to listen to the show?
1: Yeah, it is. That's what (laughs) we call it. It means you have to just listen to certain snippets of the show. So you have
0: to listen to one episode once. Yeah,
1: don't listen to all of it. Obviously, we don't want to, like... Like, blow his mind up too hard. But, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I think that's good. Solid. You, you'll do fine.
0: Talk to my agent.
1: Your agent's Josh. Sorry, God bud. Damn it. I know. <laughs> that's why we wrote that in, that Josh would be both of our agents when the show started.
2: <laughs> I'm also your power of attorneys. So. Ooh, even better.
1: You know, I like having it all wrapped up in one. It's just like how my passwords and PIN numbers and everything are just the same. You it's know, it's just so much one easier. 1111. 11111. One. One, 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 one. Uh yeah no guys uh we're continuing our series of uh, fantasy outlooks. Uh, fantasy season's fast approaching, as we all know. Um, and we're this doing. This series at the
0: same time as the NFL season. Did you know that?
1: What was that? Nothing. Oh, that the fantasy season at the same time as the <laughs> NFL season. Yes, yeah, so, Alex, I didn't know that, but we can discuss that on a different. It's pretty cool. It is amazing how those two. It only happens once every ten years that fantasy season starts on the same day as the actual NFL it's like season. Ramadan. Yeah, so that random Thursday, you know, every other leap year. But, yeah, we're continuing our series on the uh, fantasy outlooks of some teams uh, around the league. A uh, little different track uh, than last year and a little different even today than uh, what we've been doing so far. We're just going to do one team today. Uh, kind of keep this uh, short and sweet for you, for your listening pleasure, for your commute. If you have one, if you work from home, Alex is doing like licking his fingers right now or something. You can't prevent. That's true. It is a uh, again the the <laughs> functions that we lose as an audio only format really uh, don't allow me to tell you what exactly Alex is doing with his uh, mouth, hands, or face in general. Josh is doing nothing right now. He just kind of has like a one of those like straight line smiles on his face. He's kind of chuckling. You can maybe you, maybe that's been being picked up. By the microphone, I'm not sure. Well, guys, our, our team today uh, is that we're we're going we're going far to the end. You know, last year we did kind of like worst to first situation. Uh, we're mixing it up this year, and we're going with our Super Bowl loser, them Cincinnati Bengals guys. Uh, Cincinnati, fun team, fun new white. Super Bowl helmets.
0: loser or AFC champion? Yeah, I mean, just just however how you look it. at it.
1: Right. Ooh, jinx. Jinx. what happens if you drinks the person who's your power of attorney?
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think you said what happens if you drinks the person who's borrowing mm.
1: No, jinx. Like, I have to, like, buy you, like, a Diet Coke or something, or you get more power over my finances, yeah. even though it seems yeah. like... That's, that's how You it. have
0: to pay for your own casket. Uh, God
1: damn it. Well, I mean, I probably have to do that anyway. Just throw me in that's a dumpster. I don't give a shit. I'll be dead. Done anyone. and done. I don't need it. But yeah, guys, uh, so the Cincinnati Bengals, man. Uh, so last season, this was a 10-6 and 6 ball club. Had some ups, had some downs. 10-6? Uh, oh wait, yeah, my bad. There's, <laughs> there were, they were ten and seven. I keep forgetting about that extra game, and I probably will until I die.
0: <laughs> it just sounds weirder with the yeah. seven versus ten and six. And it's
1: eight. you know, it kind of sucks that you'll never get an eight and eight team again. You know, it's yeah. like there's so many like
0: the Cincinnati Bengals were the. Key 8 and 18, yeah, for the, most of my life.
1: Quintessential 8 and 18, <clears throat> kind of good, kind of bad, and in the middle, Jeff there Fisher, you had
0: Marvin Lewis, these were yeah. 8 and
1: 8 kind of guys. Marvin Lewis, he was the 8 and 8 boy, like the Well, yeah. Jeff Fisher was the king, Jay Fisher was more of the yeah, 8, and 8 boy. he's the king of the 8 and well, 8 well. let's not forget Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco, well, that was 8 and 8 of them all. Well, that was 8 5. Don't oh, you know what 8? Oh, yes. Don't you know what Cinco means? I'm not you know. an expert in, <laughs> in
0: Espanol. <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> Well, we all know the classic Ocho Cinco, the 88, 88 to beat them all. Uh, maybe he was born in 1988. I mean, that's possible. Uh, he, wasn't, he, wasn't. he wasn't. He was He's clearly older than I am, and I was born in 88. So, But uh, we'll have our producer check on that. Again, our producer's a cat. Um, and she is me. Yeah. Well, she's a sweetheart to me. That's all that matters. But yeah, uh, this is a 10 and 7 ball club. Uh you know, had it's kind of like no no real big like losing streaks here. We had, you know, here week eight, nine it was a couple of losses, but rebound there with two more wins. Uh, had two more losses after those two, one in overtime. And then one three, lost one and finished out pretty strong there, especially obviously in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly pretty strong. Uh, beating up those Chiefs. Not really beating them up, but uh, really fun, crazy overtime game. But they somehow won that I don't know. I mean, I certainly wasn't giving them to him. I don't know if you guys had any deep, deep cut. No, bets. and I remember they good. were down.
0: They they did not look good in the first half of that game.
1: Yeah, no. They came on strong though, but that's kind of the thing. This team is on offense. Offensively, was a really really fun team, and like kind of what we're gonna look at today is <clears throat> where does Joe Burrow go from last season? Does he make more progression? Does he regress? Obviously, <clears throat> the rookie season, he didn't play the entire entire season. Last year, he got a full season under his belt. 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 picks, but 34 touchdowns is pretty you know, pretty decent. Obviously, um, does he make a jump to maybe get to MVP levels? What do you guys think? Obviously, a better offensive line. We've talked about this before. Well, yeah, I was going to ask what yeah. your,
0: your assessment, because we all kind of agreed that that was their problem yeah. in their ultimate loss in the Super Bowl was that they just did not have the line to hold up to Yeah, uh, the Rams, and particularly, um, you know his name.
1: Uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. Um, the greatest number 85 ever to play.
0: Big number. 85. Eight Ojo?
1: Ojo. <laughs> Ojo, Ojo. 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 Ojo? Ojo. Josh, I'm never going to let you live that <laughs> You literally said the number 85 in Spanish and then said 88. No, it's fine.
0: Um, yeah, so do you think that, how do you think they did it over the offseason of shoring up that offensive line. And do I you think it's going to make their position players, which they have a lot of interesting yeah. analyzing fantasy players.
1: I think they did a great job in upgrading the line. I mean, for how bad their offensive line was last year, because it was really, really bad, really anything would have helped. But I think they did a great job in free agency and in the draft to make this better. And honestly, a lot of people are saying that they have a top 10 line now. Uh, with the additions that they made. Uh, Ted Karras, Leo Collins, Alex Kappa. Um, honestly, it's it's a really solid offensive line. He, but again, it's it's speculation before a season starts. Do they gel together? Because, like, I mean, Leo Collins, and that'll lead me into my last thing on Joe Burrow. I currently have him ranked as my number seven quarterback. Josh, where do you got him?
2: Um... I think that's probably right where I'd put him to, maybe eighth. Yeah. Um,
1: would you put Brady above him? Because I have him right above Brady.
2: I would actually put Burrow above Brady. Yeah. I just think, I hate to say it because he's my boy, but I'm expecting a little bit of a decline this year from, from the GOAT. And the baby GOAT, Ooh. Joe Well, Joe if, the, if gonna, not
0: decline, I mean, I expect that it wouldn't surprise me if um, they strategically rested him more or sat him more. Yeah. Yeah. Because that division is going to be a cakewalk for them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, obviously. They, they all yeah, all yeah. they're doing is getting in ready for one more playoff run. So. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll, t- we'll get into Tom Brady a little later. But, um, yeah, I, I think that seventh spot is good for Joe Burrow. I have him below Lamar, Kyler, Jalen. The rushing yeah. numbers for them, definitely, I think. And then, obviously, Josh Allen, Herbert, Mahomes would be the top three. But, again, we'll get into them later. But, uh, yeah, that seventh spot. Alex, any thoughts on on the ranking there?
0: That sounds about right. Um, without uh, looking at it in front of me, um, yeah, I would probably put him around 6th or 7th. Um, just because he doesn't have the running numbers that, you know, yeah. Lamar Jackson or, or Kyler or um, some of the other guys do. But, yeah, um, I would be very happy drafting him.
1: Yeah. and I, him so.
0: I would be thrilled.
1: Yeah. Well, that will move us on. So, again, this offensive line upgrade. And this is where we're going to kind of get into our next guy, Joe Mixon. I mean, I don't believe I've ever owned him, but I believe you guys both have had at some point in time. Obviously, some injuries. A couple years ago. Yeah, some injury problems. Obviously. Twice, I think. Maybe you have. Yeah, very talented running back. Clearly, but I mean, a lot of injuries, a lot of other stuff, kind of working against him. Last season, not a problem. Uh, Just under 300 carries, uh, 1,200 yards on the ground, 13 rushing touchdowns. Another 48 targets with uh, 42 receptions, 314 yards, uh, receiving uh, another three touchdowns. So 16 total touchdowns on the season last year. Josh and Alex, uh, do you guys think, and that was with the offensive line he had last year, yeah. do you guys think Joe Mixon can be back in that running back one conversation again? Because he clearly was last year. Do you think that there's anything holding him back from being a running back one this season?
2: Oh, I mean... No, I, I think he's solidly in the top 12 in terms of running backs. And yeah. If, if, what you're asking is, would it shock me if he ended up in the number one spot at the end of the season? I no. mean, just no.
1: as, as you know, like no. you, what? when you think no. of RB1s, you're thinking Jonathan Taylor, uh, yeah. Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and Joe Mixon, I think, is too. I don't mean he's going to be the top back because yeah. he, you know, wasn't the top back last year. I mean, as an RB1, a guy that you can plug in yeah. your RB1 spot. Yeah. I'd so have him. Top 12. Yeah, of. confident. Yeah. yeah. Um, Again, like, the stats are there, man. Like, and the way that they throw the ball, obviously these receivers are great. I mean, there's no denying that. But, I mean, they run the ball very, very well. And, I mean, I just don't think there's... He's great. I mean, where do you have him ranked right now, Josh? I have him sixth in my running back rankings right now. Six? Yeah. yeah. I have him at seven. Yeah. And I'm not happy about it. I want him higher. Um, I'm just... I'm, I'm... At that Najee spot right now, I have Najee ahead of him.
2: I just think with Mixon, he's such a safe bet to me uh, in terms of what you're getting, barring injury, which mm. you know you you have to count on for any running back. But you know, looking at his numbers last year, I mean the the attempts he had 292 total on the season, almost 300. Yeah, and that was missing the last game of the season uh, where they sat him. I think. But yeah. Just. Complete workhorse. There's really nobody behind him that's gonna eat into that timeshare. P. Ryan might get some looks, but it it's really
1: just gonna yeah. be Mixon. P. Ryan is the third down back. Yeah, that is something that Mixon does lose. P. Ryan's there, and he plays ahead of Mixon in two minutes. situation. The last drive of the Super Bowl, P. Yeah. Ryan was in the game, uh, not Mixon. So I mean, clearly that will yeah hurt those, him. Those but that was the season. But, but yeah. Mixon
2: has pass catching ability. Um, as he's shown. So he gives you that, too. And and so for me, you know, if he stays healthy the entire year, I, I just I don't see a, a scenario where he finishes outside the top five, frankly, mm-hmm. um, especially with that improved offensive line.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's with Pirine and Mixon and, you know, going over some stats today before we recorded, honestly – him versus Pirine, I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. I mean, his his yards per average uh, reception is higher. Uh, the amount of snaps spent, pass blocking is higher than Pirine, uh, and their grades are really, yeah, as a pass blocker. And this is all from uh, Pro Football Focus. But I mean, the grades are all pretty. I mean, they're neither of them are ranked in that top eighty-five for protecting the passer. They're neither of them are very good at it, but. Yeah, so that's why that move doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And again, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, the season hasn't started yet. Obviously, Pirine is someone who they value in that spot. He's still on this team. Um, In that spot, again, he's not going to be fantasy relevant unless, you know, you're handcuffing or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, not having Joe Mixon in, it just, for me, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I'm not an NFL coach, so what do I know? Not a damn thing. But yeah, I mean, obviously he's very solid running the ball. And if he stays healthy, he's obviously gonna be an he's gonna be a first round pick in I would say probably every single league that's not, you know, some weird like three quarterback thing, obviously. But I like him a lot. Um uh they do have Chris Evans uh there too. Um who does seem to be kind of the more prolific pass catcher, at least... Captain America. Yeah, Uh, not Captain America, the actor who who portrayed Captain America. That makes more sense. Yeah, that's why he's not doing it anymore, because he wanted to go play running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. But, uh, yeah, he did look like, you know, probably a more exciting pass catcher than the other two. So, I mean, he could even swoop into that that, that, uh, two-minute third-down role. So, but, you know, that does... That's why I have Mixon below Najee Harris and not below anybody else. And obviously, Mixon, it would not surprise me if Do he you have him
0: above, him above Dalvin Cook?
1: I do not have him okay. above Dalvin Cook, no. Uh, currently, oh, you said you got him at seven. Yeah, I have it seven. Dalvin Cook rounds out my top five. I have Dalvin Cook at five.
0: And um, then Harris at six.
1: Yeah, then Harris at six. And then, yeah, Mixon at seven.
0: It occurs to me that we found out the draft order of our league, and it occurs to me that this isn't right where we'll be picking. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, no, and he could very much be there, man. But, again, last season, 4.1 yards per carry with a god-awful offensive line. That's upgraded. If he's able to improve on that, man, like, he could put up some great, great numbers. And last season he finishes running back four in PPR, uh, half PPR scoring. So that's really, really good. Um, but that 4.1, that was 30 out of the 50 qualified running backs. So, obviously, it's above four yards, which is good, but, you know, could it be better? Absolutely. And obviously that offensive line is is definitely going to help. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, so we have him pretty safely ranked at the 7th spot, 6th spot for Josh. Um, and Alex, wherever you're drafting, as long as he's there, I guess you got a pretty solid player to take. And we're going to move on to these wide receivers, guys. Any last thoughts on Joe Mixon? Anyone got any, any hot takes, anything? Well, let's move into these wide receivers. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd obviously
2: the three amigos yeah
1: busted out in a big way last year Jamar Chase you know absolutely uh phenomenal uh and the other two are very solid as well um right now as it stands I have <coughs> two of them in the top ten uh and that's obviously Jamar Chase and T. Higgins uh now your other guy Tyler Boyd I have him ranked a little bit lower he is third man in the pecking order Josh, do you think that this is the best wide receiver room in the NFL?
2: I was just going to ask you the same question. Yeah. And I'd be hard-pressed to name another you know, set of three wide receivers that I would take over that set. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: Tampa, yes. Tampa with, I mean, they just signed Julio, yeah, with Julio Jones. Julio, yeah. Russell Gage there. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I think I like Tyler Boyd more at this point than I like Russell Gage. Obviously, Gage is younger. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to not think that this is a pretty solid group of receivers man like there's not one that i don't really like obviously tyler boyd would be you know a deeper cut here but they're solid i mean they're a solid group of wide receivers and obviously jamar chase right now i've ranked as my number three uh and i feel pretty safe about that where do you got him
2: i got uh jamar at two uh behind justin jefferson um And I'd probably put Higgins at 11 right now in my rankings.
1: Yeah, 11, yeah. yeah. I have him right at 10. I have him right at 10. Um, But, like, Chase, I mean, we can start off with Chase here. Probably the best rookie season for a wide receiver ever, obviously, as far as, you know. Numbers-wise.
2: Numbers-wise,
1: absolutely. Um, Especially the season after the guy from his alma mater, Justin Jefferson, broke that same record. He comes out and breaks it again. I know we've said that a thousand times and just how impressive that is. Um, Receiving grade last year of an 84. That was number 10 among uh, 89 receivers with 50-plus targets. And that's very very good yards per reception 18 yards per reception that's fantastic the big plays the crazy catches i mean again like those are things that are hard to like say like this is absolutely going to happen again next year but i mean the dude's a highlight real wide receiver if he stays healthy man like i mean i don't you know you're looking at aj brown and justin jefferson as the are the only other rookie wide receivers who average more yards per route run than than jamar chase in the past 5 years and those are both two very, very good wide receivers. But the targets per route number a little low, 21%. That was number 35 of those 89 qualified uh, receivers with the 50-plus targets. So, But this is a team that is a little more balanced on the ground and in the air. Do you think that number will go up this season? Do you think this team will go a little more pass-heavy? Um. Yeah, I would think so.
2: With the improvements that they made on the offensive line and the yeah. ability to protect uh, Burrow, so that doesn't shock me. And you know, the the uh, you know target percentage for Chase doesn't really bother me. It, I think it's just a product of how good the other two guys are uh, on that team that they're yeah. you know demanding targets themselves. So um, I'd expect it to go up a little bit, just you know, given his progression in the offense, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean he's a highlight reel. So definitely.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like if they, if you know, they start eating, everybody eats. If they, if they were winning more games and scoring more with the line, then everybody's gonna get more. Yeah. I mean, you know, the share is still like they still have to love the share of the ball between the three of them and the running backs. But like, if they're winning big and yeah. and scoring more than and winning more games, that doesn't hurt. That just keeps going up.
1: Yeah. My thoughts exactly, and and again, like this, uh, we can look at these other two guys real quick. Last season, uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, ninety four targets, sixty seven catches, eight hundred and twenty eight yards, five touchdowns. Not a bad stat line for a guy who's that slot guy, kind of right there in there. He is my lowest ranked right now. I have him at fifty three. I have him above Kenny Galladay, but below Michael Gallup. Um, obviously, that will change. Uh, probably as the season goes along um, with Gallup and some of those other guys. But uh, Tyler Boyd, where do you like him right now, Josh? Yeah, I I think you're right around where (coughs) i place him. It gets a little murky for me after, you know, probably
2: the the top 30 guys. But um, I I think that's a pretty good assessment. He's not going to be a guy that you're depending upon every week to, you know, put in your flex. But there's going to be weeks that he blows up, and if you hit it right – I think he's he's going to be a good asset on your team. So,
1: yeah, I agree with that. And and T Higgins, I do think will piece again he, right now. He's my number ten wide receiver. And last season, one hundred and ten targets. And so again, you're looking at the, like the targets are there. It's not as cut and dry. I mean, one hundred and twenty eight for Jamar, one hundred and ten for T, seventy four catches, one thousand ninety one yards, six touchdowns for T Higgins. Uh, again, I have him at ten. You said you have him at eleven, Josh. Yeah. And, again, so for him, for me, that, like, where his ADP is right now, it's a little high for me. Like, I'm not going to reach on him that crazily. Because, again, I do think Jamar Chase is the guy to own in, in this group. T. Yeah. Higgins, I think, could be a very solid wide receiver, too, or flex. Yeah. He's not a wide receiver one, obviously. <laughs> but I still like him. But any any thoughts on T. Higgins? I mean, where where would you, like, to see him fall? Where would you select him in a draft right now?
2: I mean, I'd like him in, you know, late third, fourth round yeah. if he fell there. That's But I think you're right. He, you know, before kind of maybe a month or so ago, I think his ADP was a little lower, mm-hmm. and I liked him more where he was there. I think 11's probably just
1: a little hot rich for
2: my blood. Seems a, Yeah,
1: it's just a smidge too, too high. yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, he's still, he's, he is a great player. I mean, in two seasons, you know, first season, almost 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. Second season, did, did go over that 1,000 yards, not by a lot, obviously, but maintained the six touchdowns, um, and really played really well in the playoffs, too, and maybe even better than in the regular season, um... And he did have the bum shoulder last year, too. And that was from, like, week two on last year. So, I mean, I he did have surgery in March. Uh, it does seem like he's going to be ready for camp, though. He can play very, very well. Obviously, both of them can play the game at a very, very, very high level. Um, and they're Burroughs' top two targets. You know, that's the thing. Like, if you're going running backs in round one and two and maybe even three and T. Higgins is there at four... That's not a bad spot to have a wide receiver. And obviously, you know, maybe don't take that third running back unless, you know, you want to just really solidify that room. But if you could get him, you know, in the third or fourth round, I think you will have a very, very solid... Yeah, I think fourth round would be perfect. Yeah. And this is, you know, wide receiver 13 last year in Higgins uh, in PPR points per game. Um, Yeah, I mean, the expected points per game for him was even higher than Chase during 2021. Mm -hmm. So... Both of them are solid. Uh, again, like, I can see Higgins falling a little bit, though. But, um, again, uh, Tyler Boyd, not as high up on that that list. Um, he's a wider, in the high fifty or early 50s. Um, longtime slot guy, 28 years old. You know, he might still be there. I mean, it might, like I said, with the improved offensive line, those kind of quick passes will be a little bit better, but... Yeah, I mean, he's the guy
2: I think you could find value in in a draft. Yeah. Because if either Chase or Higgins miss time with injury, you know, he's the next guy up there. And I want sort of every piece of that. It. It's like the Kansas City offense of a couple of years ago. You just want every piece of it that you can. Yeah. And, yeah, so, you know, he's a guy late, late rounds that yeah. I'd be looking at if he's still there.
1: Well, that's the thing with Boyd, and I think we mentioned it last year. I mean, these middle, to, these later middle rounds, like near the back, if you can snag him, I mean, the dude is, is he's never been the most exciting player. Like, he's never been that dude who's just going to blow up and have, like, a huge game random, like a Jamar Chase or a Cooper Cup. But he's just solid. He's very reliable. Solid, and just, because like right now his points per game, uh, the lowest last season, but at 15-8, 13 12-8, 11-5. If you're playing this dude in, a, in your flex spot and you're getting... 11 to 13 points. That's not bad. You know, this dude is you know, he was wide receiver 36 last year, but he's he's just there, you know. It's it's he's just that guy. And again, we just compared them to the Tampa Bay team like he is very comparable to Russell Gage at this point. I do like him a little a little better, obviously, but you know, getting him late, he can be a very solid contributor. Uh guys, these wide receivers. Any more thoughts on these wideouts? We, you know, we got Auden Tate, We've got some more guys, but we're not going to take any more time on those guys. But uh, we can move on to tight end. So obviously, last year we had C.J. Uzoma, uh, who is no longer with the squad. Uh, he took a pretty kind of big uh, contract, three-year, twenty-four million dollars with the Jets, um, which I a little weird. Twenty twenty-one, he did. Yeah, he was. Uh, just, he
0: was... The, he was in the fringes forever. Yeah, and he, seems a little weird. he posted his highest forgetting? marks,
1: uh, his high mark forty nine receptions, four hundred ninety three receiving yards, five receiving touchdowns. Those were all career highs for him last season. He is thirty. Next season, he's going to be thirty in January. So, but I mean, tight ends don't age as fast as running backs, or you know, they're well, yeah, unless you get injured. Yeah, which is I mean, just the risk of that yeah, the big
0: problem about getting older.
1: Yeah, know. barring yeah, barring that, I mean. Obviously, but you know, he's no longer with the team, uh, so we don't need to spend any more time on him. But they did sign uh Hayden Hurst. Uh, no, I don't know if you guys know a lot about Hayden Hurst, he was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens, he was on the Falcons, then wasn't he went to the Falcons. That, uh, yeah, last season yeah. it was maybe he was there for 2020 and 2021, I believe. I think he's been there at least two years, yeah, because right I believe he played with uh Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley was there in 2020. But... Um, Kind of one of those under the got a radar. Yeah,
0: it's like. Uh, what can be said?
1: I mean, he's a great blocker, so I think again that that was another thing that helped the, helped that offensive line. Um, they've got Drew Sample there too. I don't have Drew Sample ranked. Um, is it going to be a two tight end committee? Um, I just think that there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't know if there's enough target Drew share there. Brandon. Drew insert yeah. name here. Drew sample name. But I mean with those three wide receivers and Auden Tate and some of the other wide receivers on the team, I just don't know if there's a lot here, you know, but Yeah. For yeah. as for
0: how good their uh, position players at in running back and wide out are, I just mm-hmm. wouldn't bother with the tight end. Um because you know, it's like we've said all year or the whole time we've been doing this podcast outside of the top five or six, the tight end, it's just kind of a, what do you got?
1: Well, the bron- the thing with the Bengals here is uh, this was last season target share by position for your, for your big three running back wide receiver tight end. So they weren't last for tight end. Uh, the team that was last, uh, is actually the team that, uh, now has CJ Ozoma. Um, but they were tied for second to last here. Um, so target share for wide receiver sixty six percent, target share for running back nineteen percent, target share for tight end fifteen percent. He doesn't throw to the tight ends very often, so
2: you don't have to when you got the three amigos. Yeah,
1: when you've got you know pretty solid group of wide receivers there. Um, He's yeah. not even
0: on the ESPN ranking up. That's in mm-hmm. the top twenty five.
1: Yeah, and so like where he is now, I have him. It's it's hard to put him kind of... Because, like, I obviously Drew Sample I don't have uh, listed at all because, you know, I don't see... I mean, I think Hayden Hurst is a better blocker. I have him at 25. Yeah. So right there below Austin Hooper, right above John o. Smith. I think
0: any of the tight ends on, for Cincinnati right now are going to be a... If you have a bye week...
1: Yeah, kind of a film. Look at the matchup. Hayden Hurst coming into college did look kind of like an exciting prospect, but it's never really materialized into anything. And again, now he's on his third team. I had some shares of him. Not last year; I think the year before when he was with the Falcons. Yeah, and he had a a hype train. He had a decent year in his first year: fifty-six catches, five seventy-one, and six touchdowns. But then last year, and the team was terrible last year let's not even we'll talk about the falcons probably maybe we'll do that next week but 26 catches 221 yards and three scores so i mean it it dropped off pretty severely for him but he has been oh i like this dude a lot is he has been a great advocate for like mental health and in sports and stuff like that um so i think you know obviously a decent dude but you know we're obviously the second year in atlanta was his best season by a mile uh 349 yards in his second and, year in Baltimore, 163 in his first.
0: And they're a good team, so you could have a surprisingly really good yeah. season. Yeah, and
1: I mean, look at Ozoma's numbers from last year, very similar to his 2020 numbers in Atlanta. Yeah. Not- it's just
0: there's, there's no way to justify drafting him anywhere except maybe the end of a draft. But even Yeah. That, only, I, I typically only draft one tight end because it's not a position I tend to stack up on, so he might have a very good year because I think it's going to be a really good team. And like I said, if there's, if it's going around to everybody, he's talented. Um, but I just couldn't justify drafting him.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. So, I mean, the, yeah, Hayden Hurst stuff, I feel like we can kind of wrap up here again. 15% target share last year for tight ends. Same offensive coordinator. I don't know if that will change a lot. Um... Yeah, and Zach Taylor's offenses have ranked like 27th and 30th in total targets to tight ends in the past two seasons. Uh, obviously, 14th in 2019. So, but Tyler Eifert was still in town, obviously a shadow of himself, but, um, and they really didn't have, yeah, they didn't have any wide receiver. They just had Tyler Boyd and a bunch of nobodies at that point in time at wide receiver. So, um, kind of best case scenario, I mean, getting to those CJ Ozoma numbers, you know, and having kind of those big, big plays, those kind of breakaway runs. Um, Yeah, I
2: mean, (laughs) I think the offense is so good, he's going to stumble into a couple games where he gets a touchdown, maybe two, and and you'll get false hope. There are a
1: lot of tight ends coming up right now that could have breakouts. Higby, uh, Irv Smith. Honestly, like, kind of like a Dawson Knox scenario from last year. It's very possible. But right now, I'm not taking any flyers. Maybe a late flyer on him at tight end. I Again, I've said this a thousand times. I don't really value the tight end position all that highly. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it could be a guy that I could snag you know, in the 13th round and be like, okay, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on, on this tight end room? Drew Sample? Anyone want to talk about Drew Sample for a little bit? Mm-hmm
0: if you'd like. Ooh, no, I don't want
1: to. Uh, I have Drew Sample unranked. For you don't want those. to take a sample? Drew Sample, very good friend of the podcast. Uh, I'm not taking a sample. I'm taking the whole thing. I'm drafting. <laughs> I'll take both of them <laughs> with my last two picks. I'm just going to skip defense and kicker this year. Well, guys, uh, that will wrap it up. Uh, we do have uh, a little bit of funsies. And again, we're only doing one team, so we're kind of doing this a little bit different. We're, we're kind of going back to a regular format. And, uh... <clears throat> Josh, I'm going to start with you. Okay. You did win last time, I believe. You took that victory. So yes, we'll I did. You. Uh, Josh, now the Bengals play in Paul Brown Stadium. Mm-hmm. What's the nickname for that stadium? The, and I, do the, you want me to give you... The Jungle? It is the Jungle. I, I was going to give the, you the the. So I did this like, question last year. Well, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We'll try and mix it up. and see Where do get tigers it. live? Uh, I don't know. Did do they live in cages in the zoo? Well, some of them do. Maybe. Uh, yeah, so let's move on. We'll see if Alex can get this one. We'll make this one a little bit harder. Alex, now, uh, this team, the Bengals team has played in two Super Bowls, and they've lost. Oh, yeah, three Super Bowls. They've yes, lost. Yes, I'm one. right. And you, lo- you lose a point. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. Their second Super Bowl, you are correct. The second Super Bowl was a rematch with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh In that game, there was a guy who dropped an interception that would have won that game. What was that man's name? Was it Reggie Williams, Al Beauchamp, Lewis Billups, or David Fulcher? B. Al Beauchamp? Yeah. That is incorrect. Lewis Billups is the name. Didn't do that one last year, did we?
0: Ooh. No, but I knew that they played the three Super Bowls. <laughs> Not two.
1: <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Josh. Uh, <clears throat> Hit me. <laughs> so I hate both of you so much. I can't <laughs> stand it. Uh, Josh, we've got a guy uh, who caught a lot of passes for this team one year. The year was 2007. Uh, <clears throat> which Bengals wide receiver set the single-season franchise record with 112 receptions that season? Was it Carl Pickens, T.J. Zada, Chris Collinsworth, or Chad Ochozingo, or 88, as you like to call it?
2: It was T.J.
1: Zada. It was T.J. Zada. Did we do this one last year? No, I just knew that.
0: You I feel like it. we did do that
1: one. No, I don't no, think at we did. Some point. I don't think we did, because there was another one that I knew we did that I wasn't going to do that's actually super interesting, but I know we did that one. Um, let's, let's see if I remember him. Uh, okay, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> this is like, giving you a free one. Let's find it again. Where did it go? I lost it. Oh, yeah, here it is.
0: But you gave him a free one with the general.
1: Okay, Alex. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a long... I probably won't one. remember it. What is the Carl Pickens Clause? Is it a mor- morality clause A no-trade clause, a loyalty clause, or a performance incentive clause.
0: We did do this last year, and I do not remember what the answer is. Yeah, (laughs) a loyalty
1: clause. It is a loyalty clause. I because I forgot about it since last year. It was just yeah.
0: I think I got it wrong last year,
1: but I didn't remember. It allows the team. It allows the team. It allows the team to withhold signing bonuses if players insult the organization in public. Yikes because he criticized the Bengals after getting a 5-year, 23 million dollar extension in 1999, which for 1999, that was a pretty big. Yeah, pretty big little uh little hunk of cheddar cheese right there. That's I tell you right. what. That's right. Baby. Uh all right, so we'll give that one to Alex, uh but Josh that's two and that's the victory. Two uh do you want to plug anything? Uh uh Arliss.
2: Yeah, I'd like to
1: plug the <laughs> HBO. It's
2: streaming now on HBO Go, HBO Max, uh or you can catch it uh on your cable television set. Um great show. Check it out. Arless. All right, that's
1: plugs. Uh well guys, uh that will do it for this uh rousing episode of Cincinnati Mingle Oh wait. The white helmets with the stripes on them. How do we feel about those? Oh, they look sick. Oh, that's They're dope. I mean, so good. We can all, if we don't agree on everything, we can agree on How's one thing.
0: How does change the name that week to the Cincinnati Siberians?
1: Ooh, ooh that'd be sick. The also, White Tigers.
0: Wishing uh, Joey Burrow
2: speedy recovery from his appendectomy. <sighs> Is appendectomy? I Get well soon, that. King.
1: Get well soon, baby. Well, guys, so that will do it for today. Uh, as always, we'd like to thank Gutter Volker from the Ban Jack Hotel uh, for our amazing theme song. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, all those good places where you listen to your tunage. You can find it there. You can follow us on Twitter, at the FFCast. Uh, still having a lot of fun on there, posing some uh, queries about uh, closely ranked players and who you like better. And we'll continue doing that as the season rolls along. Josh, Alex, as always... Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, John. Thank you, John.
1: You're so welcome. Keep on fancying, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.